Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hey everyone, you're listening to The Public Affair with me, Andrew G. I see someone different every episode, but do me a favor, keep it between us. Hey guys, what's going on? It's me, Andrew G, and welcome to another great episode of The Public Affair. Uh, thank you guys again so much for watching and loving and supporting this podcast. I truly, truly appreciate it. Of course, big shout out to Rogue Media Network, my girl Allison, my boy Aaron, my boy Mike, who do every single thing to make this podcast a runway. Does I really, really appreciate it. And to all the supporters, I really thank you guys so much for everything and all your love and support. Of course, I I encourage you to like, share, and subscribe this episode. And before we get started, I definitely want to give a shout out to a few of our sponsors of The Public Affair. This episode is brought to you by Four Brothers Construction with my boy, Joe Olbera. He provides custom home designs and renovations. He also focuses on roofing, remodeling, renovations, plumbing, tree removal, electrical work, and so much more. Joe and his whole entire team of snacks will go to your home and make it look like a snack as well. Thank you guys so much for being a longtime sponsor of The Public Affair. I truly appreciate it. With my boy, David Santabanez with Alinea Real Estate. He's the number one sales agent in his office. He'll help you buy a home or sell your home, make sure you follow him on Facebook at David with Alinea or call the number on the screen, darling, for all your real estate needs. David and I are working on finding my dream chateau. I had to put it on hold for a minute, but David, I know it will work really, really hard to make it happen because every time I log on Facebook, he's selling a home. David, thank you so much for being a longtime sponsor of The Public Affair. I truly appreciate you, man. Of course, to Frank Biza with B&J Refinishing. He focuses on resurfacing bathtubs, counters, sinks, tiles, and more to your original showroom quality. He offers five-year warranty on most work and has the best prices in town. And Frank doesn't stop there because we all know he also has Co-Town Tint, which is a mobile tint and detailing business that offers the best high-quality film and products and will be all competitor prices. Frank doesn't stop there as well because if you need some really litty things for your party, you can also contact Frank for inflatables like a mechanical bull, margarita machine, tables, chairs, a foam machine, and many, many more. Frank does every single thing that you ask him to do, and I truly appreciate him sponsoring this episode of The Public Affair. Thank you so much, bro. You're the best. Of course, the Plaza Waco. They're the best outdoor event center in Waco. You can hit them up to book your event like a wedding, quinceanera, corporate event and more they also host live concerts a number of live concerts so make sure you follow them on facebook at plaza waco rodeo or call the number on the screen for more information and to book your next event plaza waco i truly appreciate you guys sponsoring this episode thank you so much of course to jay pedal and poke with junior fuentes thomas roberts and the entire family they provide delicious savory japanese crepes and poke bowls they also have handcrafted thai rolled ice cream for dessert choose from the menu or create your own like i do because i love being in control check out their locations on university parks drive and hewitt drive or place your order online at jpedaltx.com. Thank you guys so much for sponsoring this episode of The Public Affair. I truly appreciate it. Of course, to Midway Nutrition with my boy Marcos Cordero. He's located on Hewitt Drive. He sells meal replacement shakes with tons of different flavors. So if you're looking for a little bit more of a healthier meal replacement, or if you're a workout junkie like me and you need that post-workout shake, Midway Nutrition is the best. My favorite is the Honey Nut Cheerio. Thank you so much for being a longtime sponsor of The Public Affair. Also, they have Waco Nutrition and Energy located on Spate. Thank you guys for sponsoring this episode. I truly appreciate it. 
And of course, to my girl Nancy Pulsini with Parkway National, she provides insurance for all commercial trucks and tractor trailers, also for all contractors, home and auto. Basically, all insurance inquiries. Make sure you hit up my girl Nancy Pulsini with Parkway National Insurance. Thank you so much for sponsoring this episode of The Public Affair, Nancy. I truly appreciate you. Thank you guys all again. More to come later. All right. So like I said, I've been very, very excited about having this next guest on the show. Um, I ran into him a couple times in passing. I'm a huge, huge fan of one of the events that he puts on here in town, the East Side Market. Um, finally, I finally got him on the show after much deliberation, and and I thought this was the perfect time. So everybody, please help me welcome the elusive Mr. Eric Linares. How thank are you, you? Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. <laughs> thank, well, thank you for coming and being patient with me. I'm very uh, sorry for this rough start that I had. I've had a long <laughs> week. Okay, <laughs> we'll just say that. Hence the wine. Okay. <laughs> so I told I told Eric that I was going to buy him my favorite bottle of wine, which is the Apothic Red. And what is that big giant bottle of something that you brought so me? So this what right is here that? is Illegal Mezcal. It's okay. one of my favorite mezcals out there right now. Is it illegal? Uh, it was at one point. Mm-hmm. Now it's Kind of all right, illegal. Yeah. But is it going to make me do illegal things? Uh, I mean, that's up to you. (laughs) (laughs) Eric, watch what you say on this show. (laughs) Well, are you going to pour me some so I could try it or what's that? Let's do this thing. You know, after I do it, I'm going to start sweating like a hog. (laughs) Oh. I like getting my top popped like that, Eric. (laughs) Let me see. Oh, are you going to take it? So is it like a tequila or? or? So I'm just going to give you this one so you can sip on it. Okay. Oh, you don't take it like a shot? Then I'm gonna give you another one so we can uh, shoot it. Uh, <laughs> it smells a little dangerous, like illegal. Do we do we cheers it or just sip, just sip, just, we'll, just we'll sip, sip it. and oh. then we'll pour one so you can. Eric, you can I don't enjoy listen. It. Okay, watch your tone. <laughs> <laughs> Did you sip that? Okay, hold on a second. Oh my! Ooh. You ever had a mezcal before? I I don't know. <laughs> it tastes very um like there was a scorpion in it at one point or something. <laughs> All right, mm. now let me give you a half so we can actually. Okay, but I still have this like this much in it. Oh my god! Okay, let's just let's take a shot of whatever's in here, please. Okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a really big shot that you're about to take. So I hope it makes you goosey goosey. <laughs> Cheers. Mm. Okay. Woo! Delicious. Okay, so that definitely is very strong. <laughs> and you know what? I've had a really rough week, so I needed that shit. Anyway, right. um, so Eric, first of all, I really want to thank you for coming on to this episode of the Public Affair. It's something that I've um been sitting on for quite a while so i apologize that it took so long to reach no out worries, to you no but i'm really really grateful that you agreed to still come on um i want to talk about booking you on the show you know i met you through my very good friend george carbajal mm-hmm. um you're also very good friends with nancy Pulsini, their brother and sister yep. i've had israel carbajal on the show um and they all pretty much agreed that you'd be a really great guest on the show and they're my people <laughs> and so they wouldn't lie to me you know what i mean right and nancy just absolutely insisted that she sponsored this episode and i said sure what's up you know i'll never turn down some right <laughs> you know what i mean but um it's i just just heard that you were just on another podcast you're kind of podcast cheating on me uh, I mean, <laughs> shout out that podcast you gotta get to me first they are but, oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> no no way go really great people really mm-hmm. awesome time mm-hmm. have a good time with them oh okay good yeah well how did you have a good experience on there oh, yeah i love those people okay no way go oh, okay, okay okay i hope you have a different kind of experience <laughs> well why don't you introduce yourself because there's probably people out there who are like who is eric linares um Introduce yourself to us. Tell us a little bit about where you're from, life growing right up and such. Well, thank you so much for having me on the show. My yes, name is, darling. of course, Eric Linares. I am originally from Beaumont, Texas, mm. down southeast uh, Texas, right about like 30 minutes from Louisiana. Okay. So uh, that's where I grew up. It's oh, a city sure. 
it was kind of like what Waco was back in like 2012, maybe. Mm -hmm. So that kind of vibe is where yeah. we're from. A mixture between Waco and Killeen, yeah. I think you would get uh, Beaumont, Texas. Be okay, got you. <laughs> like, are you talking about like Nolanville? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Right, right, right. Okay. right. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm from down there. My yeah. uh, All my family, they're from Tamaulipas. From, okay. Uh, from, from good the, old uh, Mexico. Yes, sir. Yes, yes. So, uh, you know I'm banned. That's why you got that, right? Because mm. I'm illegal in Mexico now. Are you now? I am. Why? Because I went to my best friend's wedding and messed around with somebody, and I'm now branded the whore of town now. <laughs> I mean, that's just in one town. You got to go to the next one well, over yeah, now. You're right. But <laughs> gee, if I do it in that town, I'm going to do it everywhere. I was in a different country. What do you expect? We you got, know what I mean? Well, we got plenty of towns and plenty of countries. In, <laughs> as long as I don't get scalpel, we're fine. Right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but no, uh, I came up here to Waco back in 2012. I mm -hmm. went to school here over at Baylor. Oh, okay. I uh, went to Baylor. Uh, Took a little bit of a victory lap, uh, stayed another uh, extra year, oh. and then uh, graduated and yeah. I stuck around. Uh, I really enjoyed the, the okay. city. I really enjoyed the community that I started getting a, a part of, and yeah. that so, kind of kept me here. So you've been here since 2012. 2012. You're, you're giving me kind of hippie vibes. Am, am I being judgmental, or <laughs> is that what we're doing? <laughs> no, 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 It depends. It depends. I think it's not all, a bad thing. I think all my friends are hippies, Okay, but uh, I don't know if I'm, I, I feel like I'm somewhere in between. You look this. like I, I could see you sitting in one of those circles with the flutes. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say that it hasn't happened before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, so you, you moved here to go to Baylor. Um, how was your time there? You know what? Like, I always, every time I think of Baylor, I love Baylor. Right. I love the campus. Right. But, um, you know, I did my Grinder World Tour a couple weeks ago. Okay. I talked about it on episode 69 of The Public okay. Affair. And there were a lot of people there from Baylor. And so, and from what I understand, it's one mm. of those schools where you like kind of frowned upon. So how, not to suggest that you're gay. I'm just mm. saying, like, <laughs> what, what was it really like? Hey, well, well, my experience with Baylor was a very kind of like, I stayed in my lane mm -hmm. and I uh, did my own thing. Uh, hung out with my friends. We didn't really uh, associate too much with the actual kind of like Baylor experience. Oh. Not until I really graduated and came back. To oh, okay. Gotcha. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it wasn't terrible for me. It was okay. a good time. I love the location. I love the, uh, you the just people. absorbed it. And yeah, I, I did what I did my time there. Right. I hung around and had a good time. And then, uh, okay. Bounced out. Uh, and you know what? I definitely want to talk a little bit about your life growing up. So you, you said that you're from Belmont. Belmont. Be yeah. Beaumont? Beaumont. Be Beaumont. Okay. Um, you mentioned that your family is from Tamaulipas. Is that, is that what it's sí. called? Okay. Yeah. Habla español? Sí. Ah, okay. Cool. Yo quiero un capítulo pulo en español. Okay. 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 Anyway, not this hey. one. But anyway. I was like, you want this one? No, not, like, not this we'll one. Years, I, have, but, all right. I have somebody in mind. It's one of my old radio colleagues. Hey, and, right uh, yeah. Um, Oh, I shouldn't have said that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, no, um, but about your life growing up, I mean, so did your parents kind of migrate here? Or was everything done the right way? So, yeah, to so speak, my, uh, my, uh, my dad, he actually was, uh, he had come over here back in the 80s uh, mm -hmm. as a farmer. So uh, oh. the, uh, I guess the Reagan administration. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, he, he had been all over uh, basically United States mm -hmm. from down here all the way up to like Ni Niagara Falls or whatnot. Oh, wow. But eventually the, he settled down in uh, Beaumont, Texas because we had an uncle or he had an uncle mm -hmm. that was at that location. So they just kind of met up. Had a place to stay. Right. And uh, then eventually uh, more and more of his family came over. Okay. Uh, he had already kind of um, known my mom back in uh, Tampico. Mm -hmm. And so uh, eventually once they kind of get established here, he went back. Yeah. Her back over. They both got uh, residency and, and okay. citizenship. And uh, yeah, and then they've just been working hard ever since. And, and said, so, but you were born here. In the I States. was born. I was born. Okay, gotcha. You know, I always wonder because my best friend um, and, and my best friend 
Lupita, you know, mm-hmm. hi, man, Lupita, husband and wife, you know, he brought her here from Mexico as well. And I know that to be like kind of a customary thing, too. Mm-hmm. And I always wonder what goes through the woman's head when they're about mm-hmm. to leave this whole different country to go be with their man in a different country. You're you know right, what I mean? Right. And, and Lupita's adjusted well. It's like really helped her learn English and stuff like that. Facts, but facts, I just facts. never I always wonder, like, I mean, I would definitely leave the United States to go be with some man in Korea. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like South I, Korea or North Korea? Yeah. Either. (laughs) North Korea sounds like there's some shit going on over there (laughs) that I kind of want to be a part of. Maybe some Mm. illegal stuff, right? (laughs) Probably a lot of illegal stuff. Do you you see yourself ever following suit in something like that? Are you more into the Americanized woman? Uh, Man, I... (laughs) Well, thankfully, I already have a woman right now. So, oh, do you? Yeah, but she's uh, she's actually half uh, Puerto Rican. Oh, so, uh, oh, me too. Well, I'm right? full Puerto Rican. Right. All right. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> but uh, no, I think it's an awesome thing. You know, it's uh, you, it's one of those things where you you experience an entire different culture, yeah. you experience an entire different uh, way of life, and if you you know what is that true love thing, and so yeah. they want to go and. I don't know because these days, if you have good D, I'm down. Like I'm, I'm, I'm so going to Korea. I'm actually subscribed to this um, South Korean. Um, only fans okay. and I, I messaged him on Instagram and he mm. said he would come on the public affair. Hey. But I told him I'd fly him to Texas. I wonder if I did that, would he have sex with me? Like you know what I mean? <laughs> like uh, I, if you I'm, do sure that, you, I'm sure you get enough of this going. I'm uh, sure yeah, probably, right. You know? But if I fly you from a different country, I feel like that's grounds for a total bonus. Right. right? <laughs> Isn't that what they call mail order brides, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Like I can be on that show. What's that show? Um ninety day fiance or something fiance, like that. Yeah. 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 But I'm gonna be Is a that the, the guy with the no neck? Oh, I don't know about all that. No, my my obsession right now has been with my 600 pound life. Okay. There was this one episode with this fucking guy who is a butt ass naked in his bed all day, fat as hell. And all he does is play video games. And his dad brings him Jack in the Box. Like, hello, the life. You know what I mean? (laughs) Anyway, we're getting off topic. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. So so the moving and the transitioning to Waco for you Uh was pretty natural. Like you've grown to love the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because honestly, when I graduated, I didn't really uh, apply to. Oh, well, actually. I applied to every kind of college okay. in, in Texas, and hmm. Baylor was the first one to get back to me. They actually got back to me through oh, a text really? and hmm. within an hour of the application. Oh. They were like, uh, texted me, you're accepted, and I was like, all right, I'm going to know Baylor. Oh, so that's why. You were just like... Yeah, this, he, <laughs> was, yeah. I, yeah I didn't me put too. much thought into it. And, uh, <laughs> I honestly didn't even know Baylor was a, a private uh, Baptist school. Okay. I didn't know where Waco was. Right. I was like, okay, I'm going here, whatever, and yeah. bam, here I am. Okay, cool. And so yeah. you're done with the school now. I got you. <laughs> right. Okay, so Eric, um, can you tell us what you do? Um, because so when I think of you, I think of um, like an event planner. Because you do put on like things like the East Side Market. You just had the Dia de los Muertos Festival. Yes. I think, uh, man, it's <laughs> it, it's really hard to like describe what, I don't know. I, I feel like, like do you I have a job. I, <laughs> you know, like, what I, you that's doing? what my mom asked me all the time. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, do you have a job? Uh, but no, honestly, it's just that. It's uh, creating, uh, my thing is uh, creating experiences for people. Okay, gotcha. You know, and if, if that revolves around uh, art, culture, music, mm-hmm. whatever the thing, a market, a festival, yeah. uh, basically a party or this or that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's my kind of main passion is creating experiences that, that kind of bring people together and okay. kind of share culture and community. What And what inspired you to do something like that? Because I can't even plan a damn birthday party for myself <laughs> much less some town event you know right what I mean? right 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 <laughs> i mean it, it honestly it all revolves back to this idea of, so when i was in uh college uh, yeah. of course i started off as every other uh naive college kid thinking that i was going to be a doctor and then i uh, quickly <laughs> found out that's not the case uh 
eventually I wound up back into the uh, business and I want to do entrepreneurship because all my family have kind of been entrepreneurs. Yeah. Uh, my entire family, they have all kind of had to do what they had to do right. to survive. Okay. And that's one of the kind of main kind of tenets of entrepreneurship that I really like. Gotcha. Uh, so I went into the entrepreneurship degree and I had no idea what the hell I was going to do. <laughs> and so like 90% of the people that go into entrepreneurship, they end up working for some like company out in right. like, I don't know, Dallas or Austin or something like that. Got you. But uh, eventually I knew that whatever I wanted to do, it had to follow these kind of set guidelines. Okay. It it had to be something that I really was passionate about. It had to be something that I could feel like I could make an impact, and it had to be something that would bring people together. Okay. So all those three things are stuff that I've I've always kind of held, you know, close to my heart. The way that I want to do things. And uh, it honestly kicked off with food. So originally... Uh, oh, one of my first kind of like ventures in Waco was mm-hmm. this uh, food pop up, uh, Quetzal. So it was this idea of creating real, real authentic home cooked meals, right. home cooked tacos, and everything, guisados, and all that stuff. Delicious. With the, uh, of course, the, the concept is everybody wants to sit around food. Everybody wants right. to. Food is kind of like that universal glue that brings cultures and brings people together. So. It was food that really kind of got me going and got me connected with a lot of the organizations here in Waco. Oh, doing pop-ups, doing events, connecting wow. with uh, with people that held, had spaces, with yeah, people that yeah. other people that were entrepreneurs. Eventually, we realized that you know we know all these entrepreneurs, we know all these people, we know all the these like small startups. Why uh-huh. can't we just kind of like do an event to bring them all together? Right, totally. And uh, that was our first time like doing the East Side Market. Was okay. that was that idea? So of, that's like, how the East Side Market was birthed. Yeah, br- okay. bring bring people together, connecting with Brother Will. Brother Will at the time, you know, they were really like open to like, well, we have this space and right, just right. do whatever you want in it. Oh, okay, gotcha. So you. Uh, we came to them and they were like, hey, we want to do a market. We want to bring people together. And hmm. they're like, all right, let's do it. Yeah, you know, I and I love the idea of the East Side Market. You know, my our, our friend George paints there. I think every single time, and and they have a really good, really really great artists there too. Um, I know Scooby Scuba Valley. Scoob, yeah. he, he paints there as well. Um, of course, I'll go watch my bro Jay. But you know, right, in the right, summertime right. though, Eric, I'm not even gonna lie, it's too hot. It's 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 torturous, hot, and it's an outside event, and it's like a hundred degrees, and I'm sweating from head to toe the minute <laughs> I get there. But other than that, like I really do enjoy like the vibes right, of the festival. Right. You know, I went to East Side Market the first time and I got my my palm reading um ooh, what what is it blissfire oh, blissfire yeah, yes, yeah bobby bobby most yeah um i think the guy who did it for me i think his name was anakin anakin I, yeah i think he works at hgb now i think i saw him this morning i, I don't know if that was him so i was scared to say hi does he but, have amazing flowing hair yeah and those perfect like crystal eyes you know what i mean <laughs> like that just capture you he's not i don't, right. I don't think i don't want to sleep with him i just think they're like they capture you <laughs> and so basically he did my handwriting and it was the uh-huh. perfect thing ever because he was just like you know everybody in the world has issues with you but it's not your problem mm. <laughs> and i was like duh you know the, right, i knew that right. thanks for solidifying that for me you know what i mean but um you know how hard is it together how hard is it to put together an event like the east side market i know that last time i saw you and yeah. when i like formally invited you on the show you were having mm-hmm. an issue where some of the vendors didn't show up at the last minute and there was yeah. a, like a lack of food and stuff like how, how i would be it, pissed. It's, it's really it's really uh, about you know it's hard at first mm-hmm. and but eventually once you get kind of like a uh a group once you've created an established system and established infrastructure for getting vendors in for getting all that stuff and then it it honestly becomes pretty easy to manage okay it's only with the food vendors are really hard in this town because food industry in general has become such a a very difficult industry Mm. to be in we don't have that many workers or people people like you know get out of the, the the field here and there and a lot of the food vendors, a lot of the small mom and pop food right. trucks and food establishments are really struggling to have like 
actual consistent workers and actually okay. be able to do events from here and there. Baby, I can name two right now. That is just them. Uh, <laughs> Chunky Tacos will come uh, out there and feed you some tacos. So make right sure you call. On. I'll give you his number. Okay. Um, I don't remember his name, but it's Chunky Tacos. And then, of course, Fat Boy Michelin and Botanas, my boy mm. Junior Banda. Mm. He he can set up a whole tent out there, too. And so you Botana trays, okay? Hey. And the, my people are a punk shua. All right, all right, all right. When they're represented by the public affair. Let's just make that very, very clear because we had a little mishap. But (laughs) but remember that I represent by one thing and it's the public affair. Anyway. (laughs) No, okay. So, you know, when something like that does happen, though, I mean, how do you keep it from getting under your skin? Because I know that when somebody doesn't come through for a commitment with me, that's Mm. detriment. Like, okay, so in podcasts, sometimes I have to reschedule, which is my worst nightmare. Like, I I low-key hate it, but I understand that shit happens. Mm. And I let it get the best of me sometimes. Mm. You know, and then mm-hmm. it's like, fuck, I got to find somebody to replace them. And right, I've, I've been right, doing right. plan B's now. But how do you let something like that not get under your skin where it's like, damn, like these two food vendors are not going to be here. And now I have to like eat shit and tell these people, okay, you're not eating at the Eastside Market. You right. know what I mean? I mean, honestly, when you're in the moment of some shit going down, yeah. you just have to figure out what the best option and how to figure out that thing right now. It's no sense in getting, for me, it's no sense in getting flustered or, right, or right. emotional because it's not going to accomplish anything. Okay. You know, I need to focus on the thing that needs to be fo- solved. And if it right. can't be solved, you need to focus on the mitigation of the outcomes of that thing. So uh, to me, it's just like, okay, fuck it. Uh, figure out something to do get some pizza in yeah, uh, yeah. fire up the goddamn barbecue okay. throw some uh, hot dogs in Bitch, okay. and then next time around next time we plan anything then we have a discussion and we're like okay why yeah. did this happen who was involved what was the reasoning okay. do we have can we trust people again or this right right make but, sure um, you contact yeah. fat boy Michelin and Botana right on. and make sure you contact <laughs> Chunky Taco who's, I, I will, I those will. two right there will be there early Okay. Yeah. Mm. You know what? Um, Kaylin Flores with Elevate just had an event that I was okay. invited to, represented by something else. Mm. And um, and um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Fatboy Michelle, mm. and he was there on time, set up and everything. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just that's just a suggestion. What, how do you go about finding vendors, and what is the process in doing that? In case anybody watching this is interested, like if I wanted to be a vendor with a public right. affair and I wanted to go out there and promote my podcast, like I mean, honestly, it's like. Uh, the first, the way we started finding vendors was literally me on Instagram, just kind of like going okay. through uh, hashtag Waco, hashtag uh, Waco Entrepreneur. Right. And I would just go through and see like, oh, somebody's uh, doing this thing. I would message them, DM mm-hmm. or not. Nowadays, uh, if you go to the east side uh, Instagram or the website, we have a link to our webpage, and it just kind of like creates the whole thing. You just go through it. Oh, really? Create your profile, create mm-hmm. your vendor profile, apply to each individual season that you want, mm-hmm. and uh, it, all the payment and stuff is all kind of integrated in the website. Oh, right. Got you. Is it expensive? But, um, no, no, no. That, that's ah. one of the biggest things about the East Side Market is that we wanted to create a space that was inclusive and right, was really right. just kind of like a spot where people could do whatever they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You know, if they were like making, you know, jewelry like uh, part time or like yeah, yeah. a side hustle in their bedroom. You know, we wanted mm-hmm. to make it inclusive for them. Oh, to come okay. Out. So uh, if you want a space inside an indoor tent, it's like uh, thirty bucks. Right. If you want a big ah. ten by ten setup, it's forty five bucks. Oh, that ain't shit. You know, if you're Sign me if, up. if you want to mm-hmm. be a food vendor that like gonna make some money, it's seventy five bucks. Wow. So it's like at the end of the day, it's like we want to create a space that's inclusive, mm-hmm. it's accessible, and people are just gonna have a good time and can push their products and push their brands out into a larger sphere. Right. And I think it's so important to keep things affordable like that as well. Like I understand exactly. we have to make money, but like, you know, right. I, I know when I was involved in trying to sell vendor spots for an event that I was doing um, when I was on the radio, mm. um, it, it was 
very expensive <laughs> to do that and like the, the prices that they were telling us to try and sell them for i just felt like were astronomical and right, so right. i always wondered like i understand that you have to make a profit out of this mm -hmm. but how do you get to keep something so affordable and continue to do it like because i think you guys put that on like every month right we do put it on every month and one yeah. of the things is that we have a partnership with brotherwell oh and so we get a revenue share of uh of all the beer that gets sold mm -hmm. so uh for us it lucrative the more people yeah. we bring in the more people are getting drunk the yeah. better we have well okay so yeah. you know that, that kind of leads me on to my next question uh, so you guys do serve alcohol at these events we so do. have you have have you seen any crazy things happen like do people kind of get out of hand sometimes you know honestly breweries don't have that kind of tr like that kind of like uh community where it's like mm. people get super trash other than me you know <laughs> no, i'm just kidding yeah oh uh, but yeah the craziest <laughs> thing i've seen is just like people like falling over and taking the trash can okay. with them you know? Oh wow, is that so, right? Yeah, yeah. Never nothing like super scandalous, like oh shit. <laughs> I mean, depending on what part of the the brewery you're looking at, I feel like. But no, no, half the time it's pretty chill. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, pe people, it's it's all we try to keep our events kind of daytime. So right. like, usually sketchy things happen towards the evening. Baby, towards the, I'm know. banned from the whole wine and food festival. Oh. I can't, I, I can't go back, <laughs> and that starts at two o'clock in the afternoon. Okay, don't uh, worry, we'll, we'll make our own wine and food festival. <laughs> you know I'll, what? I'll I make one just for you. I would, yes, I would love to partner with you guys, the public <laughs> affair, mm -hmm. and put on a really, I really. Been wanting to put on a really big event that i've been okay. talking about for quite a while i just i personally don't know where to start with it to be honest because i'm not really good at planning things like that what i found is that the best way to start an event is to go on facebook and say you're throwing an event <laughs> and then you figure out how to throw then, the event as afterwards. you're going yeah, okay yeah, i got yeah. you <laughs> which is kind of how we've thrown all of our events oh my <laughs> so uh you know another event that you just had go on um as of the recording of this episode we just passed halloween and um so by the time this episode comes out, it's going to be like before Thanksgiving. Right. <laughs> but, nice. uh, yeah. But, you know, you guys just had the Dia de los Muertos Festival. Yes, Was that the did. first time that you guys, now you're associated with Cultivate Waco, is that correct? So uh, I'm not directly associated with okay. uh, Creative Waco. Creative, oh my God, right. why did I say Cultivate? Creative Waco, <laughs> I'm sorry. Fine, fine. <laughs> it was uh, that illegal stuff. I kind of... Uh, operate as a free agent, it mm. seems like, when it comes to uh, doing events and whatnot. Ooh, okay. But, um... Yeah, so that was the first parade we've ever thrown in okay. Waco directly uh, for Dia de los Muertos. I have been uh, uh, two years ago, back in 2019, mm -hmm. me and uh, Dominic, uh, via, we threw a um, a community ofrenda and a festival down at the South Waco Rec Center. Okay, I feel like I'm and, friends uh, with him on Facebook. Yeah, great, yeah. Good, ma amazing guy, okay. amazing representative. Like, if I'm friends with you, hey, yeah. <laughs> I think I am. I think I am friends with him. Go amazing ahead. guy, amazing yeah. guy. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we threw a we threw an event down there together, and then but the next year because of COVID, we weren't able to do anything for for that thing. So right. the the, uh, the Hispanic Chamber actually contacted me through uh, for the Maple Museum, and mm -hmm. we were able to kind of place the ofrenda that we had for uh, the community ofrenda at the Maple Museum. Right, right. And so then we had a Maple Museum uh, community ofrenda for for the community. Right. Uh, this year we did the Maple Museum uh, community ofrenda again. But we wanted to come back, and uh, uh, there was another there was another group of people, um, real good friends, uh, Julie Cervantes, mm. uh, Roxana Robles, Nancy Puccini, and then uh, uh, Claudia. Yeah. They 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 have this uh, this Latina group, oh. and so uh, they came up with the idea. They wanted to do a fashion show. Uh, okay. Roxana wanted to do another fashion show because she's an amazing uh, designer here in Waco. Mm -hmm. So once they got that idea, they then it then just kind of spiraled into becoming like, hey, we want to do a parade. Yeah. And I was like, then eventually becomes like, we want to go this and that. Okay. And so thankfully, um, uh, Fiona from Creative Waco, she caught wind of all of that yeah, and yeah. involved me in. Okay. We were, uh, I was involved in the previous ones. So I came back on board. We created an amazing team. And right. then we just kind of. 
uh, through this festival. Launch. I want you to tell Fiona that I love her and that I love her accent. Okay. Yeah. Because, <laughs> no. uh, yeah. That's very a, unique, very a, unique. Yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. She, as of, uh, <laughs> uh, right now, she's probably in the UK right now. I think she's going to visit her yeah. uh, her father. I want right you now. to tell her that Andrew Gomez from the Public Affair, okay, loves her. Okay, from the Public Affair. From the public <laughs> 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 so, I will, I will yeah, directly I, 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 to her face. No, yeah, you know what? Um, is there anything daunting when putting on festivals like that? Like, is there like how do you how do you personally? I know we talked about like okay, mm -hmm. so you lose vendors and you're not losing your shit. But how daunting is it to put something on like that for the community and then like reaching out to the community come right. to come and support it? You know what I mean? I mean, there's a lot of things that could go wrong. There's a lot right. of things like when it comes to an event, there's like the biggest issue is like one, is it gonna work and two is anyone gonna be there okay and so those are the two biggest things that you have to kind of worry about right uh thankfully with this person this actual event it's uh, the community has such a big connection to dia de los muertos yeah. they want to re rediscover their roots rediscover okay. their traditions and so they're real you know and passionate of yeah. going out and supporting on a kind of event but it still doesn't mean that it's not like you know <laughs> yeah, anxiety is like crazy you know right. uh, leading up to the event half the time you're just kind of like you know what's gonna go on you know is yeah. it gonna work is it not gonna work right right and uh but you have just have to kind of power through that it's one of those things where if you're a performer if you're mm -hmm. if you're some kind of musician if you're it's literally you mm -hmm. always are anxious you always have this kind of idea and like right. that just means that you're really wanting it to go well mm, you want to, I got you're you. putting a lot of effort into it you want it to happen and right. so it's a part of the game. You just have to learn right, right. to live with it. I Can feel you like. walk me through the first time you ever put on an event like that? I mean, because you're because you're not from here, so people no. are probably like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" You right. know what I mean? <laughs> like coming up to me talking about he's going to start some event because you know what, what I've noticed. Like I, I saw somebody put on Facebook the other day that um, people not from Waco are are evolving Waco or something like that. Mm. I don't know if it was like a negative comment or a positive content. Mm. Like, I I don't know how to take something like that. So you not being from here and mm -hmm. you putting on a good event or putting right. on an event, did you find it difficult to do something like that in the beginning? Uh, I mean, honestly, it's just how well you connect with the community, how well you use your 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 networks that you've created, you know? Uh, thankfully, all of the events that I do, I try to involve uh, people of the community. I try to right. involve people that, that have a connection, and we try to leverage all of that to create an amazing event. Okay. I mean, it's of course, it's not... It's not easy and it's not it's always kind of like <laughs> you're always working on tiptoes and trying to figure out and trying to make sure everything's working right right but um for me uh, going back to you know directly for that question of the uh the uh, outsider type dilemma right um i feel like that's the same case in every city okay you know like even in beaumont texas so i'm doing events in beaumont my hometown right now at the same time oh i have another market down there that i run i do other events down there right and uh the same thing that kind of gets played around down there where people from the community which i am from the community of there right uh but other people start saying that you know there's people that moved to beaumont in the last like five years uh -huh. and they're the ones doing things in beaumont they're the ones creating right. new businesses and creating new things i feel like half of the time it's uh you know, you either are going to take charge and going to be like impassionate and evolving mm -hmm. your own city and, mm -hmm. and, and creating events for your own city. Or yeah. you're going to, you know, a lot of people with whatever, wherever city they're living, they just kind of like they want to get out of it. <laughs> they want to either get out of it or they don't want to invest into right, it. Right, right. You know, and for me, it's like I left my hometown for a little bit, uh -huh. but now I'm going back and I'm reinvesting as much as I can right, in my right. hometown. And, uh, I would love people. I, I I welcome people to create their own events and I like, really be be happy and be proud of where you're from. Be proud of like creating uh, Waco, you know, centric right. events, you know, done by Wacoans for Wacoans. Right. So like I have to. I mean, it really just comes right. down to the things like you just got to do it. 
I mean, I get where you're coming from, though. And yeah. the reason why I asked, like, when I started the public affair, I'm not from Waco. Like, mm. I'm not from Texas. I've been, I was, right. like, I moved here when I was 15. Mm. So <laughs> when I started the public affair, I was like, surely not a lot of people are going to watch it. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and then yeah. everybody watches it now, which is really great. <laughs> you know? And so I, I found it quite daunting to try and connect with people. Mm. But um, I would definitely say that, you know, since I was I had, I had already been on the radio for five years at that point, okay. that, um, you know, that that really kind of helped. Not yeah, that not that they helped because they didn't, but uh, that <laughs> no, no, not in a bad way. But like I never promoted it when I was on the radio, and so um, I but people knew you. But people, people knew you. there were people who did tune in and then yeah. like followed me on Facebook, and they're like, "Oh wait, what the fuck's he doing now?" You know what I mean? And then Sherry was like, "Oh, this shit's funny," you know. So so that I'm grateful for. But I always right, wonder, right, right. you know, it's the same for you too. I feel like half the time it's like if you're authentic about what you're doing, if you yeah. if you really care about you know the community you're doing for, you know, mm -hmm. like, I am incredibly you know, thankful for the community of Waco of like mm -hmm. being supportive of the events that I've thrown, being a part of the events that I've thrown. Right. And like, that's one of the things that I really cherish okay. is like the ability to kind of throw events and yeah. be accepted into that sphere. So um, if you're authentic about the things, if you're really doing it for, for the sure. right reason, for the right cause, for sure. I think people will be uh, supportive of it. And the East Side Market is such a great event, you guys. Like if you've never checked it out, you should totally go. Like the, like if you're into artsy stuff, you know what I mean? Right. Like what, what's the right. objective when you put on something like the East Side Market? Like what, what are you trying to do with that? I mean, it's twofold. It's uh, mm -hmm. it's creating a community, creating a space where like people want to go and they feel like mm -hmm. a connection to, to to an art, to to music, yeah. to, to a good vibe. And then for the for the people that are vendors, you know, it's to leverage you know the playing field, like okay. creating a space where they can easily come in and it completely be inaccessible to whatever right. kind of uh, uh, economic standpoint. But then you're able to you know showcase your business right. and showcase your your entrepreneurship right. or your, your your art and this and that. Right. So it's uh it's literally leveraging the playing field with whatever else is happening in Waco and whatever right. else is and happening. I, and downtown. I think you meet some really like eclectic people as well. Like I met right. Hope um who was on the show yes. earlier. Yeah. I met love her hope, there. Love I love Hope. She's so she's so awesome. I mm -hmm. met some witches there too. Yes. But but they're not witches. like witches like like um like, hocus pocus witches. Right, right, right. They're witches with like big um tatters and they're fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just just like just food for thought. Oh, like no no just like as a little side note I uh -huh. for Halloween I wanted episode I believe it was 70 or 69 I wanted them on mm. the show and then they got sick so they like one of them uh, got sick and then one of them like the timing wasn't right but there's like three of them I'm not gonna say who they are because mm. I, I still want to work on booking them because I think it'd be like really interesting yeah I think I think you know who I know who you're talking about mm. but yeah um, but I am working on trying to book them on the show hopefully right in the future but I really mm. I thought that was such a good timeline but then unfortunately the time right. did not connect so but it's like weird. So if you guys have never been to the East Side Market, um, now are you still putting it on yes. as of right now? Yes, yes, it's okay. going on. Uh, so the East Side Market happens every third Sunday okay. uh, over at Brotherwell Brewing, which is one of our local breweries here. Uh, it is located off of uh, I think 400 uh, Bridge mm -hmm. Street, uh, yeah, right there between Elm and Bridge Street. Right. It's uh, it's a really cool event. You know, we have. Uh, upwards of 40, 45 plus vendors, okay. uh, food trucks, graffiti art competitions, yes. music, just good vibes. Witches, they tell your future. A lot of everything. Yeah. And, and that, that's, one of the, <laughs> that's one of the greatest things I love about the, the East Side Market is that we've We've kind of created a space where people from all of the communities are able to kind of come in through right. and have a good time. We uh, one of our biggest things is vintage, vintage clothes and everything. Oh yeah. So we get a lot mm -hmm. of like younger, younger kids, younger uh, either college or high school kids come through and then we mix it up with like older like beer drinking people like craft <laughs> beer drinkers yeah. IPA people yeah and so it's cool to like look out into the crowd and see like you know usually you probably wouldn't see these people yeah. right next to each other yeah yeah definitely I think that's mm -hmm. I think that's really really awesome you know um 
is there a way that people can contribute? Like, do you guys do, I mean, so, so you fund it by like you, you, you go halfway or you take a percentage from mm. brothers or brother well brewery. Mm. Um, do you, how do you, how else, I mean, can people contribute to putting on your events and stuff like that? Like, do you guys usually open things like a GoFundMe, a, a Patreon or something? I mean, or? honestly, it kind of like sustains itself, but, oh. uh, we, we are like looking into like creating uh, bigger opportunities, bigger, larger scale events. And so things like sponsorships are yes. uh, becoming available. If you ever need yeah. anything from the public <laughs> affair, right on, <laughs> you see what this glass says? If you ever need anything from that, I'm, I'm a little toasty. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, stop trying to get me drunk and sleep with me, please. I, if your girlfriend is Puerto Rican, like you said, that means she's fucking crazy. Okay? And I don't want, I, I'm Puerto half, Rican. Half that means she's half fourth, fucking crazy. Fourth, I okay, think she's, a, she's something crazy. Okay. <laughs> and I know them Puerto Ricans get down. My cousin Kathy don't play mm. them games. Mm. <laughs> mm. I'm so grateful that you came on to this episode of The Public Affair. No, um, so you guys are going to see probably sponsorships sometime in the future. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do want you to know that you can reach out to The Public Affair, and I will of definitely course. look into the options. I am independently funded. I mean, I am mm-hmm. run by my own sponsors as well. But, yeah, okay. you know, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll get something started. We'll get yeah, something yeah, going no, I would love to, mm-hmm. you know, definitely be a part of that. I would love to, you know, sometime come out to the East Side Market, maybe set up my own little table out there, you know, and, and pu- you just, just let me know. We'll, we'll partner yeah, with that. Yeah, sure. For 45 bucks. Yeah. I mean, I'm bringing Fat Boy and Chunkies with me. What are you talking about? <laughs> We're about to have the littest fucking section over there right. with the music, the bitches. Like, it's going to be totally lit. <laughs> are there restrictions when you're, when you're planning an event? I'm just curious. Like, is there something that you won't do? So, no, it's not necessarily something that we won't do. It's just kind of like creating the space where well, Brotherwell, uh, it is a private space, and they, yeah. uh, they operate kind of like a way that they they want to be family friendly and this and that and whatnot. Uh, so, oh, uh, funny mind. story. One can't, of the first. I can't go. Never mind. <laughs> no, 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 like, I'm it, it, it's, more chill. Has been. it's more chill. <laughs> no, I remember uh, our first market. So, as yeah. I said before, uh, one of the ways I would like invite people to the East Side Market. The first one was just go on Instagram. So I was going through Instagram, this and that, and this and that, and uh, looking at uh, individual vendors. And one time, I saw this like. Uh, bondage okay. like vendor like yeah like 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 bondage and like handmade here in like waco BDSM yeah kind of like stuff like that and i was like oh that's very interesting and like i reached out to them and they were like you know we'd love to come out and so oh. they came out they uh they created an amazing they also have a podcast too uh, oh cool and so they came out they did, did like a half podcast half um uh, mm-hmm. their uh lingerie Who bondage are they? What's, the, what's their name so i love them there's the skeletons yeah. over there uh, oh i with, love this guy. necroelectric yes oh i love i was on necroelectric right i on, love right the skeletons on. yeah so, love them love them yeah. uh, we had them out there at the first uh market well, honestly we had them at, at a lot of them markets but mm-hmm. i remember vividly the one of the first markets uh one of the owners of the brother well uh he came up to me afterwards yeah. And uh, they were like, uh, so uh, apparently some uh, old lady almost fainted because oh. they saw this like bondage and like, stuff like that. And I was yeah. like, oh, whatever. I loved, I loved them. <laughs> you know what? I should have them on the show. I'm so sorry that I haven't invited you guys on the show. Mm-hmm. They, they did invite me on Necroelectric mm-hmm. uh, last year. It was literally right last year, like in December. And so yeah, yeah. I was very like, that was a pretty cool experience because they're very like Halloweeny, like, yeah, like they, year they, round. They, <laughs> spook, uh, what's that, that's their thing? Spooky Vibe 365. Yeah, you know? I, I like them. Like they're, they're, it's they're like, amazing. It's I love like those dark and gothic, but they're not weird about it. It, you know what right, I mean? Right, like, right, I right. love it. Like they I, I, fu- I fucks with it heavy. I do. Yeah, yeah. Now it's not my cup. Like it's not me. Right, you know what right. I mean? Like <laughs> I'm more into like you know Latin vibes and sex and sex with men and sex with people's husbands. Which we definitely talked about on that show. Right. <laughs> so if you guys haven't seen that, like, go check it out. I'm on that episode. But um, yeah, no, I love the Skellingtons. Um, Eric, what are you doing when you're? Are you trying to feed me more of that? You want some? Are you trying to get me more drunk? Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. 
Eric, you know, uh, what's next for you? Like what, so, so you're putting on these really successful events and everything, which I would, again, anytime you would like to be interested in partnership with the mm -hmm. public affair, I would definitely love to be a part of that. Love to. But um, thank you so much. <laughs> what, what's, what, what do you do like when you're not putting on events? Like what does Eric Linares like to do in his spare time with his hot half quarter Puerto Rican wife? Uh, usually, Besides half hot quarter Puerto Rican sex. Usually go eat food and drink at bars. And usually makes up my entire other time of my life. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> do you ever get? Do you ever wonder like maybe I should get like a like a how do how do I put this without sounding like an asshole? Um, not a stable job, but do you ever think like okay maybe events are not gonna like how did you survive mm -hmm. COVID? Do you know what I mean? Like so, what do you do then? Throwing virtual events. This oh, and whatnot, you know? okay. I mean, I've I've been offered a lot of stable jobs with right. like nice paying salaries and right. this and that and like uh although for a lot of people stability is something that's really important for them mm -hmm. for me it's more the freedom of being able to create uh, uh, just my own thing right and cultivate right. The, the feelings and the vibes that i want to cultivate myself yeah so uh i i'm i'm so happy living the way that i'm living that's and so creating good. the stuff that i'm doing it's, I wouldn't change it for the world. You're like a whole vibe. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't wait to, listen, I love my full-time gig. I really do. Mm -hmm. But I can't wait till the public affair is the only thing I'm living on. And I'm right. like in my beach house. You know what I mean? Right. Naked right. as fuck with my Korean man. I mean. Or my man that's making construction houses that needs Mojitos, lunches. mojitos, That's it. Just you know? like Javier Slower, the pool boy. You listen, know listen, I mean? listen. If you ever go down to uh, Cancun area, go to this place called Escaret. Oh. Escaret Hotel. Like that yeah. place has got the vibes. Does it have hot men? There's... There probably is a lot of hot men down there. All right? <laughs> they may also have wives, and so right Eric, I'm sorry that I know that everybody judges me when I say this, but it has never stopped me. Like, right. like, no, uh, it's not no, like it's a challenge, right? I, I, no, well, no. yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. But, but, and cheers to that. But no, honestly, in a respectful manner, and I yes. feel like I'm validated in this. Mm -hmm. If I'm like really cool with the wife, like me and her, but I would never. You know what I mean? Like the girlfriend, I would never. Right, right, that, right. We're all friends. But if I don't know her from a can of paint. <laughs> and what do you expect? You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> oh, I spit there. I'm sorry. The out there. Yeah, I, I told you that when I drink this apothic red wine, I usually have sex afterwards, but I had sex before this. So, okay, okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. It was a random. Anyway, um, well, <laughs> Eric, thank you so much uh, right for on. coming on to this podcast. Um, what's what's next for you? What do you got going on? What can Man, we expect from uh, you? Uh, as of this event, uh, this podcast uh, going live, probably I've already have done other. Two other events. So, yeah. So, you said that Eastside Market comes on the third Sunday of every month, right? Third Sunday of every month. Right. Uh, we're actually launching a new thing where every first Friday we'll do a vintage-focused market. Mm -hmm. So, just vintage clothes. Uh, more of a swap meet style. So, anybody that has, like, a rack of clothes that wants right. to come out and wants to, like, uh, trade in, trade, sell, buy type situation, yeah. we're going to try to start up a market like that. Okay. Kind of a chill vibe. And uh, then I got myself going on in my hometown. Uh I, honestly, the biggest, like, I want to get more, like, the deal is what those event really kind of opened my eyes to the okay. potential of what can happen at uh, a larger scale for Waco. something else I was about to punch in your face because I told mm. you. What? <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I had nothing to do with that. But anyway, go ahead. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the, so the potential of these kind of larger scale events have really kind of, like, uh, I don't know. They, they, they've, they've got my attention. And yeah, so maybe yeah. maybe one of these days we can throw something bigger, something cooler, I'm, something. I'm uh, so excited. I think that's so that. exciting. I think that what you are doing is really, really great. I think the community needed something like this. I think we needed these events going mm -hmm. on. Um, is there like a social media page that our listeners and our viewers can follow to kind of see like what events you have coming up? And should they just yeah, add you no, on no, Facebook? Sure, sure, sure. Just go to straight to my uh, my Instagram. It's a uh, venturing local on instagram and so okay. uh w basically if you follow me i i post my kind of day-to-day -day, everything yeah. that i'm doing all the 
all the food I'm eating, every place that I'm going, everything that I'm involved with. I like to venture so. with local men too. Hey, that's what I should change my Instagram name to: venturing with local men. Hello, local what am men. I? Th- what am I fucking sleeping <laughs> on? Right? Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. Eric, you've been such a great guest. I'm so yeah. grateful that you came onto the public affair. No, thank uh, you. Thank you for bringing that Enrico respe- res- illegal. Rep- illegal. Reposado. 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 Um, I'm going to do some illegal things when I leave here. Um, We took a couple shots during our breaks. (laughs) Um, Eric, I'm really, really grateful. Thank you for taking the time to come. And thank you for being patient with me as far as me inviting you. We've talked about it for quite a while. We're all all busy people out of this world. We're all doing our things. But thank Uh, you so much for inviting me, for being a part of your show, for being a part of your community. Yeah, uh, thank you. Thank you, and we'll finish this here. Uh, Apothic Red. Here, this Apothic Red. Mm. Mm. I think that's as good as I can do right now. I gotta drive home. <laughs> I gotta go to Soko after this, actually. All right. But, um, but no, to everybody who tuned into this episode, thank you guys again so much. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe this episode of The Public Affair to Eric Linares. Thank you again so much for coming on. Of course, before we go, I definitely want to give a shout out to just a few more of our sponsors of The Public Affair. Of course, this episode is brought to you by Soko Soccer Academy with Dominic Gutierrez and Ariana Gutierrez. They're located on Franklin Drive. They offer team, small group, and individual skill training. They, they also specialize in soccer training with Dominic. He trains a lot of kids to play soccer and teach them how to play like professionals. Make sure you follow them on Facebook at Soko Soccer Academy and at Soko254 on Instagram to Soko Soccer Academy. Thank you so much for sponsoring this episode of The Public Affair. Of course, to Elite Barbershop with my boy Sid Rodriguez. He's located on Hewitt Drive. You can download the cut app or call the number on the screen to book. He also has Marcus Guerrero, Chris Reyes, Santos Cordova, D-Rod, and Isaac over there making you look like an entire snack. All those barbers do so, so good on, on everything that they do. They're very, very talented barbers and I love them to Elite Barbershop. Thank you so much for sponsoring this episode of The Public Affair. I truly appreciate you, Sid. Thank you for always being in my corner. Of course, to my boy Jeffrey Monreal with Boyo Box and Audio. He's home for all LED needs and auto accessories, installation of stereos, door speakers, and audio systems. He also specializes in building custom subwoofer enclosures and much more. He's definitely a jack-of-all-trades, a one-stop shop to get everything done in one roof. Jeffrey is absolutely the GOAT, and I love him. Make sure you guys follow him on Facebook at Boyo Box and Audio as well because he is going to be doing a giveaway for an Apple Play car stereo and and Android Play Car Stereo, I believe is what it was called. But he's going to be doing the giveaway very, very soon for Christmas. So make sure you guys follow Pollo Box and Audio on Facebook so you guys can enter the contest coming soon. Of course, to Banda's Hauling Service with Julian and Ana Banda. They rent dump trailers. You fill it up and they haul it away. They also do junk removals and tree brush removals and haul cars in and out of town, which I think is a perfect idea. To Banda's Hauling Service, thank you guys so much for sponsoring this episode. Make sure you guys book now with the number on the screen if you guys need those services done. Julian and Ana, I truly truly appreciate you guys sponsoring this episode of the public affair and of course the fat boy michelada and botana which you're gonna you're gonna get at an event i'm gonna give you his number and um he's gonna love you're gonna love it him and chunky tacos i promise i love those guys fat boy michelada and botana is brought to you by junior banda he provides the best micheladas and botana plates for yourself or for a party locally operated make sure you get the best and not the rest i love fat boy michelada they're my vice they're mm. my vice i love mm. rolling around a botana tray it's absolutely amazing <laughs> i do i do i'm not even gonna lie i what do he Dom- gets up in you yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can get something somewhere. <laughs> so, so Junior Banda, thank you so much for sponsoring this episode of The Public Affair. Again, thank you guys again so much for all the love and support. Thank you guys for over 1,200 subscribers of The Public Affair so far. I really Amazing. appreciate it. I can't thank the community and everybody who watches this show enough. If I wrote it in the sky, it wouldn't be enough. If God came down and told you guys how thankful I was, it wouldn't be enough. So um, I just want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for writing with this podcast as hard as you guys have for so long and I want you to know that we're going to keep on going so with that being said don't forget to always keep it between us
This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. 